Oh yeah, it's going to be a very long and difficult week uh, for the SAFM family and, and I guess uh, the Bird family as well and everyone else who loved and adored Rowena Bird uh, as we continue to just reflect on her contribution and how she touched us in a very special way and uh, that is Bibi and Sissy Wynant, uh, it all comes down to love. And as we begin our conversations today, um, we're looking at uh, work-related stress, um, stress that is caused or made worse by the workplace and uh, <laughs> Looking at what is the recourse for you as an employee? Uh, what is it that makes one uh, to perceive the work environment um, as, as a, a way that um, perhaps an environment uh, that uh, just uh, induces and causes uh, the stress? That's what we're going to focus on. What are the triggers? Um, what are the legal rights? And joining me uh, to just reflect on um, stress that was induced and, and experienced by self is Mzi Twala. Uh, good afternoon and welcome, Mzi. Uh, good, good afternoon, Griselda. And uh, also just helping us to look at uh, what is it that we can do for ourselves and how can we protect ourselves in the workplace is Rahima Issa. Uh, good afternoon and welcome, Rahima. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Rahima is a CEO and founder of uh, Haditi Media. Now, let's talk about um, perhaps how would you define uh, workplace uh, stress, uh, Rahima? Oh, gosh, you start with me. <laughs> I think it manifests in different ways. I think it manifests as, um, you know, the experience that you have where you are under under tension, under pressure, severe pressure, and you are finding challenges with an ability to cope with your environment or your situation, and you essentially an inability to cope effectively with the pressures of work. And and what are the actual uh, signs that one feels, um, uh, um, Mzi? Um, there's a, a plethora of um, signs. I mean, exhaustion, not wanting to wake up in the morning mm. to go to work because I mean, you you know you are going to this toxic environment where you have um, zero zero support. I mean, albeit that you know that you have to pay the bills, but mm. you just. Um, you're not excited about what you're doing um, because, I mean, the stress emanates from not only just the work itself, but, I mean, the people that you're reporting to directly, which um, they demand so much in that they overlook that you're actually going through the most. I mean, I'll give you a typical example, case in point, the late Prof. Mayorsu from mm. UCC, um, he was going through the most. Um, I mean, you get pushed to a point of no return, so to speak. So as you experience and feel these things, Rahima, what, what is the best procedure to follow up uh, in the workplace? And I'll talk about uh, what happens when you get ignored with Mzi. <laughs> yeah, you, following up does sometimes end up being ignored. Usually the best place is either to start with your line management, um, but I'm finding that it's like line management is not always equipped to deal with other people's stress because they have their own stress. Mm. So the best line of defense would be the mechanisms that the organization typically already has. Often there's like wellness centers. If you're with large organizations, they've got like wellness environments that have been set up. You've got call-in centers that you can call just to have somebody to speak to. You've got access to, if you've got access to medical aid, I think the fraternity, the medical fraternity in terms of access to psychologists, access to counselors is helpful. But some people don't have access to that. So Mm. I always say that some of your support, whilst it is, is impacting your workspace doesn't actually come from the same place you're experiencing the stress. So 
So it's usually external support structures. It could be your church. It could be your, you know, other private structures that you set up. Um, and, and the first thing that would be about having an opportunity to speak to somebody else about how you're feeling and to legitimize the fact that you're feeling that way, not to feel like you have to conform and be and appear to be in a certain way when you're actually not. And mm. to find places where you are actually having that ability to be legitimate in the experience that you're facing. Now, what happens then when you get ignored, MZ, as you try and empower yourself? Because most people um, don't speak out because they fear losing their actual job. No, but relative to the matter, I mean, I can hear what Arim is saying, but relative to the matter is that um, much as you can try to speak out, um, your voice is suppressed. Mm. Um, and you actually get pushed to a point of, of, of no return, particularly within the corporate sector. I mean, I've, I've had the misfortune of being in corporate. Um, and fortunately, now I'm back to reality, and then I'm back again in corporate. But um, you get ignored and you get pushed to a point. I mean, it's, it's funny that you're actually having this conversation, because I was actually having a conversation yesterday with a friend of mine who was in corporate, who woke up one day and said, enough is enough. I'm... I'm not going to work. Mm. And the people just, I mean, the, the powers that be just never realized um, the amount of pressure that they were subjecting um, him to. I mean, if for one to, to reach that point, to wake up one day, you, you don't send an SMS, you don't send an email to say, hey, I've had enough. Mm. You don't give notice. You just decide, you know what? Uh, my um, mental health is much more important than what I'm doing. And, and, you know, I've just come back from a, a funeral of a very young um, gentle soul who expressed himself on how unhappy he was in the workplace and, and no one paid attention um, because he he would say this and, and smile at the same time. So you never got to understand how the depth of what he was experiencing as, as pain. And unfortunately now we're speaking of a young widow who's only 25 years old um, with a four-year-old baby uh, left behind and he hanged himself. Uh, so in a place like that, uh, Rahima, can you hold when you have evidence can you hold somebody accountable oh, that's a difficult one hey um I, I speak as somebody who has walked away from a workspace mm. and walking away from work environment and i have i've picked up and i'm like that is my last day of work and that's it um and i think it's a luxury to be able to do that and and the reality is when you speak up about being stressed in a workspace you do get victimized mm. so i think that sometimes we talk about these things and we must talk about the caution around the realities of life um the realities of life is that there is a power imbalance in the workspace mm. so i think it is about taking it up to the structures and i say it with caution because we'd love to have activist um experiences but you have got bills to pay and where the dependencies on you there's the significant pressure my lessons from having walked out of environment is actually learning for myself. So it is about self-care, unfortunately. It mm-hmm. is about understanding, you know, where your pain and your pressure points are. It is about understanding, you know, how you are triggered and where you're triggered and to find alternatives. The challenge is that while you're in the middle of feeling, the ability to see the wood for the trees is quite difficult. Mm. So it is it is almost about a preemptive responsibility. And I and I do sit back and I'm using something in the visual, but 
we don't stand up for each other. Mm-mm. We can see, so people will sit back and say, oh, we never knew. The truth is, we all pick up signs. We don't ask. But we would rather speak in the corridors and not deal exactly. with the actual individual. All right, let's take a break. And uh, I would like to hear from your personal experience, Mzi, um, so that we can make reference, connect to what we're feeling right now as we have this discussion. We'll be right back. Grace needs help filing her tax return. But shoo, she's just so busy in the week. No sweat, Grace. We've extended our operating hours to assist only those taxpayers who want to file income tax returns. Our contact center and branches will be open from 8 to 1 every Saturday in October. Don't feel like going to a branch? E-file and get online assistance from our friendly Help You E-file agent. Tax season deadline is 31 October. Filing late will cost you. SARS at your service. Call Griselda now, 0891-104-207. Thank you for uh, not touching that dial. Let's talk to you. Um, you are in the workplace and uh, uh, you, you would like to know more about the signs um, that you have work-related stress. And uh, perhaps uh, what are the triggers? And maybe you're listening in and wanting to know what your rights are. Give us a call, 0891-104-207 and WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. And you can also join us on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio and hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. And we also welcome your SMSs at 40938. SMSs charged at 150 uh, per SMS. And that's the conversation we're having uh, right now. My guest uh, uh, on the line is Mzi Twala and uh, um, Mzi Twala who has experienced um, you know, workplace uh, stress, uh, stress-related workplace um, or workplace-related stress. That's what I wanted to say. And Rahima Isa uh, who is CEO and founder of Haditi Media. Now let's talk about, uh, I mean, personal experience um, with you, Mzi, um, because mm. oftentimes, you know, when we talk, we sound like we talking textbook material until yeah. uh, we get to hear a, 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 an actual human being's journey and story. Um, wow, okay. Um, just to summarize it, let's picture, have this picture in mind. Mm. 60 tablets, gulped um, at one go, um, hoping not to wake up. Wow. Picture that. Mm. Because you just have zero interest. Mm. Because um, the pressure is just mounting perpetually so up to a point where you just don't want to go on. But the powers that be, they never realize. They mm. never realize. I, I don't know if they don't realize or they just don't care. They just want to see results. And and when you experience these things, would you say that, because, uh, you know, sometimes I struggle uh, in differentiating, uh, Rahima, between uh, stress that is um, imposed by a manager in the workplace or the workplace itself doesn't have policies, doesn't have programs um, to, to make the workplace a, 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 a healthier environment? Mm. You know, sometimes I think having worked in corporate and also as an, as an independent, we assume that we walk into constructs that are perfect. Mm. So we assume that everybody has created these structures and systems and things that are going to work seamlessly. Often that's not the case. Organizations are organic. They are a function of, and they, and they are a function of the, re, the, the purpose that they've been set up for and they're utility driven. So if you're setting up an engineering firm, your first outlook is not necessarily your people, but to be able to deliver on the contracts that you have, to deliver on the work that you have. So organizations are learning beings. 
So I think we need, we also need to teach the organizations about humanity. So it's really incumbent about, about organizations to hire the right kind of people to mm-hmm. have that outlook that our people are not machines. But it's also upon us. Unfortunately, I always say that it's almost like we're all experiments in this place, that organizations are learning how to be for us. The more we are evolving, the more organizations need to evolve. But we are the feedback mechanism. So organizations sometimes don't know that they're sick because we self-diagnose and we diagnose outside of the system. You need to check into the system. You need to sit back and speak to your, your HR. You need to speak to your wellness and say, this is what I'm feeling. The problem is, that these kind of conversations are behind the door. Mm. When we see somebody failing, we see somebody not showing up, we sit back and say, ooh, you know, performance has gone down. We don't sit back and, and bring out the humanity being of being together and asking that person, I know that if within my circle and somebody you know, is starting to slump, I'll be the one to call them every morning. Are you up? Are you, I can, and they'll say there's nothing wrong. It's like, it's okay. I just want to make sure that you're doing things in the day that stimulate either your happy hormones mm. or stimulate you to think positively. We're not showing up for each other. We talk about Ubuntu. How do we show that in the workplace for each other? And, and also... Um, I mean, if, if I may come in there, yeah. uh, just to extenuate what Rayma is saying. Um, Ubuntu, um, I would say um, within the workplace, irrespective of whether it's corporate or otherwise, is that it's a figment of our imaginations and that it does not mm. apply like how it ought to be. I mean, we love throwing the word ever so loosely out there, but putting it in practice um, is a very, very distant dream. But why is this, uh, do you think, Mzi? Were were there no people that perhaps you could confide in um, to get to a place where you just, it's okay to take 60 tablets? You know, when when you get pushed to the point where everyone sort of relies on you, relies on you, mm. I mean, subordinates and so forth. You just expect it to be this, this robot um, to have to just keep on producing, forgetting that you're giving so much, and this is all detrimental to your uh, mental health care um, overall. So is there law, um, Rahima, that forces the workplace to actually implement wellness programs and have uh, policies on how uh, employees are treated? Like, um, because we, we, you know, this conversation you mentioned earlier on that uh, managers are human beings too. Um, that's out of my scope, my dear. I'm not familiar with the laws around it. I'm familiar, more familiar with dealing with the personal impacts and implications. So that one, I don't know. I think it would be good for something to find out if there are laws. Um, and, and laws are made by man. I keep going back. You know, we, we've got to come back to asking ourselves. Sometimes we're looking externally. A law is not going to govern Ubuntu. The law is not going to govern, you know, you taking care of yourself. We can't always depend on the structure. If they're not there, so we're going to wait for a law for five years. Yeah. Or are we going to start today and saying, actually, what does self-care look like for me? What mm. are, and, and within this conversation about self-care is a conversation about boundaries. The problem is that self-care is not taught early on. I mean, it's fascinating we're having this conversation. Because I've just developed a program for, for youth that I'm implementing. And that's the one thing we're starting to work on. This notion of wellness and, and self-care and understanding our, our boundaries and understanding how we relate to the world. We learn about it when we come into the world of work. But we're not taught that at an early age to say, actually, this is what self-care looks like. This is what boundaries look like. This is what, you know, saying no to situations look like. And that's how we end up putting an, a lot of pressure on ourselves to be in a world of work that doesn't actually suit us. You have to be able to walk away from situations and say, it doesn't serve me. 
irrespective of what you perceive the consequences to be, you've got to have a trading value on your life that is greater than that. Mm. All right, let's take a news break. And uh, when we return, we read your messages and uh, take your calls. Uh, here's the news headlines with Utsi Lesako. Hashtag SAFM Lifetime. All right, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for choosing uh, SAFM Lifetime Live. And uh, we take your calls right now on 0891-104-207 and uh, your SMS is 40938, charged at 150 uh, per SMS as we talk about work-related stress and uh, a reflection on what people are going through. Um, this is one of those understated uh, challenges in our country. Uh, where you led to a place where you end up taking your own life. Uh, and uh, once again reminding us that uh, uh, we're paying tribute to a great uh, soul indeed a great icon uh, reminding us about uh, uh, bidding farewell uh, to Rowena Bed and uh, um, trying to see who the SMS is from uh, rest in peace uh, Rowena uh, and uh, that is Babini Ngwenze Langa from Cape Town and uh, Lindy Nkoko says I've experienced stress in a very big organization should we be naming and shaming? Maybe it's time so that people can just uh, start paying attention to how they treat their employees. We often talk about, uh, you know, that your employees are your biggest and best asset, uh, but do we treat them as such? Any journalist writing, talking about suicide need to heed um, Samaritans' um, best practice. Invite Professor Lorenz uh, Skellenbach. I guess I'm, I'm not sure how related this is. And uh, cheer up, uh, you have a job. Millions are without uh, work. Imagine their stress. So can you imagine being a friend to a person who says this, that you must just suck it up and, and cheer up, Amzi? Um, sadly, that's um, utility of bosses. They say that. Um, and you have friends that will tell you that uh, no one said it would be easy. Um, and the, the, the saddest part is that um, more often than ever, people that will push you um, to a point of no return with no armory, the very people that you actually were relying on, so to speak. So which is why it's actually so difficult at times to want to speak out about what you're going through as a person. So... <laughs> And, and once again, let's go back to um, a line of reporting, uh, um, uh, Rahima, and just talk about what would be the best place to start at. And, and you also mentioned earlier on that we, we need to be aware uh, of how each other, uh, what each other is going through in the workplace and be more supportive. Mm. So I think that, you know, the thing about work environment is the rapport you have. So it could be about going, I would always say HR is your best call of point of reference because mm. they've got a sense of the kind of policies that the organization has. It's also got an access to the kind of resources that are available. A lot of the, and I go back to really within former of, of corporations, there's medical aid and the medical aid organizations are actually um, have actually partnered with a lot of organizations to provide certain amount of access to wellness facilities. So it really is about, you know, tapping into what the organization has from a policy perspective, understand what the policies are around around personal um, personal wellness and what you can tap into, what mm. is being structured available. Once you're armed with that, and if it doesn't suit your needs, have a conversation as to what else 
organizations are organic. This this construct and however, I say that and I temper that the change doesn't happen overnight. So just because you've identified a gap doesn't mean that the gap that you've identified will be closed immediately. Yeah. You've also got to become unfortunately in this time of stress, you are you represent the the champion for the change that you need to see within the organization. Mm. So we've also got to take up the baton. But I understand that at that point in time, it's difficult. Find champions within the organization. Yeah. When you speak about, when you speak up about what you're experiencing, chances are you're not the only person. Mm. The, the challenge is to have a champion around a conversation and a narrative. And you will find people that not only understand what you're going through, but also have been able to go through it. Support groups are the most powerful thing. So whether it's within your work structure or externally, find a a collective or collaborative that is healthy to speak these things through. And I guess uh, you you then wonder why is it that we we don't support one another uh, when a person chooses to then speak out. Uh, mm. Now, Mzi, you know, taking from your experience once again, mm. uh, yeah. would you say that the responsibility also lie with the individual uh, to get to a place where it's no more that you rather walk away than continue um, to be uh, g- g- exposed to just being ridiculed in the workplace? Mm. You know, much as um, the responsibility lies with the individual, one cannot negate um, the unnecessary pressures that um, what call it that are put on the person uh, within the workplace. Yes, the person um, should um, accede to looking after themselves, mm. but in the same breath, um, the organisation, I'd say has um, a responsibility as well insofar as um, healthcare and mental uh, wellness is concerned. Um, But um, sadly, um, particularly, actually, no, it's it's across the board, um, mental healthcare is not taken as seriously Mm -hmm. as it should be. I mean, if you look at the recent statistics, insofar as um, absenteeism is concerned, within um, the government sector alone, uh, it is shocking, to say the least. And if, if you look um, at it through the microscope, then you see that these people are suffering from depression and so forth and so forth. And I mean, just to tap into um, my life as well, I mean, a friend of mine recently who's a doctor in Limpopo, out of nowhere, uh, just decided, you know what, I want to just throw in the towel mm. because he is under this um, immense pressure from... Um, work and there is no support structure whatsoever, particularly within government. Yeah. And, and I guess, uh, you know, another SMS from Gancho is saying that uh, some work in in military and intelligence and they commit suicide as they are barred from uh, by the system from revealing secrets. And, and yes. here you are stuck with this information that you can't share with anyone. And thank you so much to that earlier SMS um, that I asked clarity on. Uh, this unsigned SMS says, uh, Professor Lawrence Schlebusch is a world authority on suicide. He's based in Deben, he can help. And I guess um, you know, someone out there who's thinking of suicide right now uh, will receive this and utilize the information. We also have a WhatsApp voice note and then we conclude the conversation. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Griselda. Um, let me start by you know, offering my condolences um, for our dear mom, uh, Roena. Uh, the, 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 your topic, you know, it's 
something that is happening to me just now. Yesterday, yesterday for the first time after five years, I was working for this company. I wasn't feeling coming to work. I'm at work right now, but hey, I'm in trouble. There's stress that is coming, that is being caused by, uh, uh, you know, by some uh, management at work. You know, actually, it is the HR manager that, that is, uh, you know, causing all this stress. And uh, I have um, tried to, you know, to report, but nothing is happening. So I really need to know what I can, I can do the legal way, the, the, the right way that I can, you know, try to resolve this issue. Well, this man is treating me unfairly. He's, um, you know, uh, trying to falsely accuse me for I think more than four or five times now he's trying but uh, he, 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 he ends up you know failing but now it's, it brings stress to me it brings stress to me yesterday last night I was you know I was so stressed I was just thinking of, of, of not going to work thank you very much for this topic I can you please uh, advise me of a way uh, how I can I can follow up on this one thank you very much and I guess, um, as you said, uh, that, uh, you know, Go, Rahima, you did mention that you utilize um, human resources as, as your first point of call um, because you mm. cannot allow yourself to just suffer on your own. Mm. I think it, it's, it's utilizing human resources and sometimes other champions within the organization who champion causes um, around personal wellness. So sometimes the structures don't, but they are people. Um, we used to look out for mentors, but right now you're also looking for champions and ambassadors for certain things that stand for certain things that will have a sympathetic ear towards you. And I think that what he mentioned is like, it's, you know, it's difficult to say to somebody, you are causing me stress, but mm. where there is actions that are relatable, so you, when somebody's falsely accusing you, those are direct things that you can take up. But it's very difficult to assign your stress to other people. I know in other countries that this is possible. Uh, I'm not sure in South Africa if that's been, you know, something that you can take up and say you are causing me stress because that's a question about what is the environment and the culture of the organization feel like. And, and, you know, we sometimes have to have honest conversations that we sit back and we say this organization is not working well, but maybe you're not in the right space that you should be in either. I've also wondered uh, whether the people who actually perpetrate this, uh, who perpetuate this in the workplace, they do realize and know that um, they're making other people's lives a misery. Often they don't. Often they don't. That's why we need to speak I'd, up. I'd actually say they don't care more than the fact that they um, they don't realize that they just don't care. Mm. I'd say it's a matter of not caring about the next person's mental um stability and so forth and i was actually thinking about it when we went to the ad break about the legal recourse um that a worker could possibly have i i i think we actually need a test case in this country in so far as mental health I think someone someone identified um, one of the voices and as they always do, uh, would just dial you whilst you live on air. I've actually uh, said in the past that I, I would love to interview a person who's bold enough to answer the call live on air. But to both of you, thank you so, so much uh, for joining us. And I guess may we continue having these conversations and hopefully someone is listening and uh, paying attention to do best uh, by others. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, thank you very much. And Chriselda, whilst we're here, um, I'm hoping that the people within the Ministry of Health are listening and listening uh, very well.
they need to start offering healthcare workers debriefing and psychology um, support in so far as treating patients. I mean, there's no uh, debriefing, none whatsoever. Mm. None whatsoever. Goodness. I, I've worked in the past with uh, lay councillors and, and it, it's quite shocking uh, what people endure uh, in the name of being employed. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much uh, to both of you for joining us. Uh, Rahima Isa, uh, thank you for joining us um, and, and uh, thank you for taking our call. Thank you very much. All right. And uh, also just uh, closing this conversation, uh, a a tweet from Timothy saying, just imagine those working with electricity in SOEs and uh, you're you're working under severe pressure and sometimes you end up thinking uh, you're working under apartheid. It really is hard, Chris Alda. Gosh, can you imagine being one of those individuals? All right, uh, as we move right along, uh, we're now going to speak about uh, words of wisdom. And Dr. Almeni Mnene, systems thinker and leadership dynamics specialist, joins us shortly.